nightmare. Hello and welcome to Cinema Subculture, the podcast where we discuss everything strange, obscure and downright messed up in the world of movies. My name's Gary. And I'm Simon. Welcome to episode 19, where we're going to be looking at... Kids. From 1985, directed by Larry Clark. Some dra- dramatic pauses there, Gary. <laughs> Kids! <laughs> Are you going to put an echo in that later? Good to, eh? That sounds good. Yeah, Kids 1985. Directed by Larry Clark, mm-hmm. as you said. <laughs> written, written by Harmony Corrine. Do you want to give us a bit of a rundown, Gary? So, the film follows a sort of integrated group of teenagers in New York. And it's one day in their life. And it's basically shit they go up to. That's right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I think you know what the ta- Oh, yeah, it was a tagline. I was thinking about for this film, just thinking there was just something funny. I was thinking about the tagline for this film when I heard the line should have been is, two virgins one day, yo. <laughs> I bet you money. <laughs> I like that line. Um, yeah, I mean, I think one of the taglines was, or one of the synopsis was uh, a day when everything and nothing happens. Right. So, how did you? come across this was this did you see this before you saw like lights of gummo and ah uh, yes um i can't remember the first time i saw it i remember seeing it on like channel four really right um i think it must have been back like maybe the late 90s or 2000s some like early 2000s i remember seeing like bits of it all the time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was a while before i saw the full film it, it was shown in film four uh at one time mark Hamill did a extreme season right. extreme cinema I don't, so i don't know if they showed an uncut one or not um, um, sometimes like for those type of seasons they make an effort to, to do really? it right. one, but whether or not it would have been allowed mm-hmm. to get shown I don't know yeah so I mean Gary found out well Gary found out we um, well just after we decided just after we ended really the podcast last time um, that the UK DVD was cut yeah in 50 seconds so mad scramble hi <laughs> <laughs> downloading oh sorry nothing yeah. Yeah, I never said that yeah uh, that's it I've had that, that DVD that downloading thing. for years mad like. scramble <laughs> I yeah. guess it was before I was more like discerning about uh, cuts and stuff. Mm. I wasn't that uh, up in that sort of stuff. Um, so that was a bit of a stinger. I mean, watching the uncut version, did you notice the cuts? Um, was there anything well, I checked you out what they were. Sorry? I checked oh, you checked out, it? Sorry, yeah, right. yeah. I was so just being like, just one you, scene. Did you know, right. The rape, rape scene at the end right, 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 uh, right. with Caspar and Jenny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so is that just like trimmed or what? Or? Yeah, and it's because it cuts to like when the younger kids like sleeping in the couch right right and it's a uh, sort of his react well he's asleep but <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. he loves nightmares <laughs> <laughs> um cool so so you you re- sorry you reckon you saw it before you saw any of the rest of the stuff then I yeah yeah definitely yeah. When, when was Gummo released uh 97 I think 97 yeah that was his first film so what about Larry Clark? Had you heard anything about have you or have you heard any anything of his other work? Have yeah, seen? I've seen a few. Yeah. Um I've seen Bully. Sure. Uh Teenage Caveman. And I've been meaning to watch Ken Park for ages. After the Kareen and him did kids. Ken Park was a Kareen script that they were gonna do after. Right. But then it never quite worked out. But then Clark later filmed it without sort of Kareen's involvement. I think you've told me this so, before, uh, so uh-huh. Um Cream wasn't totally happy with it because apparently mm. um, Clark changed some of it and stuff like that. But um, that's a similar vein. Yeah, as Clark's kind of um, 
he likes to do this sort of teenage uh, shocking teen movie mm-hmm. what were your initial thoughts yeah i thought it was i really enjoyed it like um it, it was kind of like the whole same kind of feeling i had with gummo um except you know you can see how you remember i remember commenting on gummo saying you know about the whole it didn't feel like a post-apocalyptic tape or you know after a big thing where all the the adults had mm. disappeared was you know the premise that was sold to me on you know it felt like it was a kind of end of the world-esque right type thing or you know like an abandoned town or whatever mm-hmm. but viewing this with it you can see it, like the weirdness that Gummo has this doesn't quite have the weirdness it's st- it's played more for kind of I guess kind of shockingly accurate mm-hmm. or, you know of the lives of the kids yeah um, but yeah I thought again I thought the characters were all very colourful and um, it was it was really weird I've never been that in that type of group Right, in when I was a kid, you know what mm. I mean. That's true, but you know, you know, there, there were that that type of group around, uh, if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was really good. Uh, what about yourself? Yeah, I love this film. It's yeah. Definitely one of my favourites. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a phenomenal piece of work. Clark said he, he wanted to make the Great American Teenage Movie, and I think he nails it. Mm. Um, to me, this film is just one like in. A tradition of teen movies that really shook everything up, like mm-hmm. shook the kind of uh, established social norms, like going back to the fifties with Brando and the Wild One, mm-hmm. uh, Rebel Without a Cause, um, Clockwork Orange. So I think it's up there with the most realistic views of teenage yeah, life that's ever been depicted in cinema, um, which isn't the most uh, the nice thing. I mean, it's pure debauchery. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's kind of true. It's, I mean, and it's weird because I feel that um, maybe not. I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I was we were what twelve, eleven, twelve, something like that in mm. in, in ninety five. Right. And I don't really remember it being kind of that kind of attitude or you know things quite as as brutal or you know what I mean as right. um what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, debauched. I guess what you yeah. said. Um. For us at that age, but now in this country, I feel that th- th- those are the kind of things that are happening. Like in the stories I've heard, um, with some friends that are teachers and things like that, you know, you hit in like, even just like my wife's a wee bit younger than us and stuff like that stuff, stuff that she come up through, you know what right, I mean? Right. Like in people, um, parties and like very young people doing things they shouldn't right. be doing, you know, you know what I mean? Stuff that yeah. I, I didn't feel I wasn't really aware mm. of when we were that age right i didn't feel it was as prominent right as it is now like you know what i mean um see i wouldn't say that because i think it's always the same mm. but once a generation grows up they always see the next generation as much more like amoral and debased than they uh, were i mean i don't it's just uh, a thing I, I, again i just i, I right. like I, I didn't know of at that time right. like 12 and 13 year old people doing that but mm. yeah i guess that's I, more city like, i get yeah i get so i mean it did happen because i know yeah. there's some people that dropped out of school pretty early because mm. pregnancy and things like that yeah. um <clears throat> but i mean i did i so well, i guess my, then then if that's the case i mean again maybe i'm a bit i'm quite i was quite a bit right. sheltered at that Aye. point the point then that I would make then is that this is still accurate. It's still it's you know it's timeless almost. Yeah, it does yeah. still work. Yeah. Um. You know that's my main point is that it is very accurate for even this country. Mm. Um. I feel you know that is what goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You know. 
yeah, it's not really the most gratifying depiction mm. of teenagers, but I think it's the truth. Yeah, there's, there's, uh-huh. yeah, there's not much. Anyone at that like fifteen who's not like getting wasted and having sex, they yeah. wanted to be doing that. If they're not actually doing it, they want to be doing it. Ah, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, Casper uh, in the films, your prime suspect, man. Yeah. Like, he talks about it all the time, man, but like, just gets wasted and mm. doesn't actually do anything about it. At mm. one point, he's got that the the, uh, the chick that they go swim with with long hair. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, he's got her basically wrapped around her, his finger. Yeah, and he's you know he's giving her compliments stuff like that, and he still doesn't end up like, yeah. doing anything whatever <laughs> someone else does. You know what I mean? It's like. He's a, he's a total washer, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, like the kind of the over, the voiceover that that Telly gives at the beginning and end. Mm. Is, I mean that is yeah, for, like especially guys at that age, mm. whether they admit it or not, is <laughs> what they want to be doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's pretty much it. But it is, I mean, that, that's what like seventeen years out now from the film right. being made. Mm. Um, and it's almost two decades, and it's all as it's still. Yeah, yeah. At, at no point did it did the film feel dated. Mm-hmm. Again, because like the culture, like the American culture, is slightly different. Just a wee, you know, wee bit anyway. So that maybe somebody who lives in New York, grown up now, would find it dated. Mm. But you know, being mm. able to separate the the culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, none of it felt dated at all. Mm-hmm. You know, which is a, a total testament to the the script and to the the filmmaker. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, most of it was shot handheld as well, and mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of kind of loose takes, you know, a lot of improvisation. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, some of the parties were kind of all set up. Right. Well, that was one of the rumours that like the kids just got drunk okay. and, and high and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think there's some debate as to how much was improvised. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a bit where there's the, the four boys sitting in the, um, in the, the couch at the party at the end, right. and they're passing the doobie along, and, and the, wee, the guy, like, third. Uh, Second him from the left, right. just looks like he's ready to piss himself the whole time. <laughs> um, he's talking, he's big enough that like he's like he's a big drawer. Right. And stuff like this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a fairly recent interview with Karina saw he said it was like maybe eighty twenty right, in terms right. of script mm-hmm. improvisation. But I think that's the first thing that hits me is the dialogue. Oh, um, I love like that kind of realist, naturalistic dialogue. Um, it just makes the characters jump off the screen. Yeah, I mean, like there was so many times when you forget you're watching a movie, you know what I mean? You, yeah, yeah. Like, like when even just when like Jenny goes into the, I think she was when she went into the club, and the people just standing around, and it didn't feel. And you had little pieces of conversation, but I started wondering myself, how was this staged? You know, how did even right? How because it's there's no it doesn't feel very, it doesn't feel staged that's the whole mm. point you know what I mean it just feels like they've just went into any old club right and just started filming and, and catching me pieces of mm. people's life Aye. Um, which is that's what you're going for if you you know what I mean to me like when you're making a film is to try and not make it feel yeah yeah staged you yeah, know yeah. um but I, even like right from the well maybe the first scene with it with him and and, and the girl with telling the girl. Not not saying that full stage, but you, it really comes to life when he goes outside and meets with, yeah, with yeah. Casper. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. the the kind of when the film takes off. You know what I mean? It, it gets going because um, he goes from this like like totally like pussy whipped kind of like oh, I love you, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> kind of guy <laughs> skipping down the stairs. <laughs> uh, fuck him, man! <laughs> you know I fucked him. <laughs> Yeah, all three two guys. Even though they're kind of, oh, aye, in they're some totally ways, they're kind of dicks. Despicable but, at yeah, some yeah. points. You know what I mean, but yeah, you, you do root for them. Yeah, you yeah. know, definitely at certain points anyway. Um, 
and I quite liked that Casper guy. Like, I, I I thought he you know was funny and right when when they're at uh, Tilly's house and he's talking like his mum. <laughs> it's just stupid bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he seemed he seemed to be almost like the more moral of the two. Like when when Tilly's talking about getting with Darcy, right. and he's like, man, she's only thirteen. What the yeah. hell? But I'm pretty sure would you not say that the girl that he just like shagged was only thirteen like, um, at the beginning of the film? Yeah, don't know if they state the age. Uh, I thought, I thought, it, I thought you yeah, say something like she's just uh, yeah, 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 right, yeah. got you, got you. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's no characters really in it that have that are completely redeemable. You know what I mean? But that's mm. it doesn't make any apologies for that. It's not yeah. trying to. It's not, mm. and it's not. You're not um, been left with any judgment mm. on the characters. I thought even the depiction of the girl, the girl, the depiction of the girls was quite interesting. Being a guy mm. and not having, like, I'm not, I don't know if that's how all girls talk, like, but like it was quite interesting seeing the kind of flip side. Yeah, definitely. you know what I mean. Um, well, it, it was quite interesting because the script seems to be written from like a feminist bent in a certain way because the female characters are the one who have a sense of morality and responsibility and they're the sensible ones yeah. throughout the story where the guys are just basically idiots yeah they're the ones that go and get tested yeah, yeah. to look for STDs yeah. and yeah because uh-huh. that's that's an amazing scene like when it's contrasting the two conversations yeah um, and, and you just it's not that new but you know that way you're just waiting and you know that that's coming yeah like, like with Chloe Savini's character you just you know you can feel it building right. up because, yeah. because of the way they're doing that mm-hmm. the, you know showing the contrast because um, the guys are talking about <clears throat> I don't know anyone who has AIDS. That's all bullshit. It's yeah, made up yeah, bullshit. Yeah. And then the girls are saying we're going to get a, aye, a an STD aye. test mm-hmm. and shit. Sorry, you're talking about. I was talking about. I meant the when Rosario Dawson and Chloe Sevigny are both getting interviewed. At oh the yeah, STD right, 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 But yeah, no, you're right, right enough. You're saying with the with the with that bit as well. Um, and like talking about girls like, love sucking, sucking dick. dick. Yeah, oh, that was brilliant. <laughs> See what he said. Oh, you know, we should be loving sucking dick. That was brilliant. <laughs> And then it skips to the middle. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was good, um, but yeah, it was it was really well like uh, put together mm. that uh, those scenes. Um, but it was quite interesting to see the kind of flip side of things. You know, the, the guys are like they're literally like I mean they're talking about that. They're like, oh, you know, she, she can't she can't wait to grab you. Today. The first thing she goes for. <laughs> So fucking stupid, <laughs> and you could tell like there was like a series of them like fucking like maybe like one would be start the off kind of kind of half bullshit and throwing it out there, right. and then there'd be another one be like kind of like I've got no no idea, but I'm saying it anyway <laughs> because I know you know. And then, like, <laughs> um, it's like you know just being the big man. Mm. <laughs> See, Larry Quacks sometimes thought in quite sort of dubious terms as like a a bit yeah. Sleazy child pornographer. Right, I can see <laughs> so that. Yeah, because yeah, um, interview I saw with Leo Fitzpatrick, who plays Telly, he was saying how he first met Clark. Uh, he was like an older guy and he was just hanging about like the skate parks in New York, mm-hmm. just like taking pictures. <laughs> but you like, left it for that. Right, <laughs> supposedly he was working for a skating magazine. Right. Um, but uh, then he just like saw like Leo Fitzpatrick and he thought, right. I need to put that guy in a film. I mean, the guy's good. I mean, the guy's pretty good. I mean, he, yeah, yeah. I've seen. I, I didn't realize like he'd been a lot. He's been a lot of stuff that I've seen him in. Like mm. I did uh, Google image them and like you know Wikipedia them and um, he'd been in like, like My Name Is Earl and things like that. Things I've right. seen him in. Okay. And when you see the pictures of him right. more recently, you know, you know, 
he, was, he did bug me at first you know that way like, when he was talking like I don't know something about the way he was looking right uh, I just felt like he was drunk all the time <laughs> or something you know what I mean um, but he did grow on me but I thought he, what he did was really really good right. um, sorry yeah I believe the actual script sort of story idea is credited to Clark mm-hmm. and someone else but then he brought in Kareen, mm-hmm. who I think was maybe like 16 or something when he first met him. Right. And Kareen had been hanging out with all of these, like, the actual actors in the film in New York. Um, and then he had kind of based a script around that. Um, and then they kind of brought it together. Uh, so, yeah, I love the fact that it's like all non-actors. Yeah. That totally uh, adds to that realism. Yeah, so the film's been called Virtually Child Pornography. Right, uh-huh. Um, I mean, how did you, what did you think? Um, did you think it uh, was voyeuristic at all? I don't know. Um, at the beginning, I was I was quite... Like, he undoes the girl's bra at the beginning. Mm. Maybe they, you know, we don't really see anything, but like, I was kind of thinking, how far is this going to go, you know right. what I mean? Um, and I'd, heard, I'd read about the kind of, you know, the kind of um, accusations that had been levied, levied at him, you know, about the film and stuff like that. Um, and the same with it, with, with Darcy at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't I didn't feel uncomfortable, really, with it. Other, as I say, like, the whole film, because you do feel as if you're just peering in on what's happening, you're not, you're nothing's, it feels very realistic, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it is a little voyeuristic from that, because you are kind of, like, feel as if you're in these people's lives. Right, you know, rather than watching a film, um, but I didn't think it was ex- exploitative. You know what I mean? I didn't feel that there was. It, it, I didn't feel it went too far. It never made me feel uncomfortable, really. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think that. What's well, interesting because, I mean, it's all it's seen as exploitative, but I think the film has a real moral bent to it. Like it, mm-hmm. it has a strong sense of morality. Mm-hmm. Like with the way it goes to the end. Um. Uh, well, I think Clark's kind of depicting underage sex as it actually is mm-hmm. it, it's quite realistic but he's saying this, got, this leads to AIDS <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> yeah. have a good ending <laughs> um, so what did you think of the the scene where they they, they beat up the black guy like the one everyone kinda, right. it was a bit I, I felt like it came out of nowhere a wee bit but I knew what they were kind of getting at and stuff like that and mm-hmm. I, you, you did you were kind of left kind of it was kind of playing it more morally ambiguous because right. you didn't really know what what you felt about it. Okay, I found you know what I mean. Mm. At one point, I was really like, "Oh my god, they're going to like kill this guy!" And right. then I don't know. Like then I don't know. You can't. I thought it was hard because you were kind of like you're almost in the side of the, the character before that. Right. So it felt like you should be on. You should be on their their side because like it's hard, it's weird. I don't know. It's a weird one. But then when everyone jumps in, it feels it felt weird. Mm. Um, and then they're talking about it later, and they, they, they you know, they're kind of like, it's almost like the characters are conflicted, like, oh, you know, did we, did we right. kill that guy? Yeah, yeah. And the guy's like, nah, he's, he's fine, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and it just, it felt like, I wasn't sure how I was mm. supposed to feel about it. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Well, I think I'm with Casper at the start, in the sense, because mm-hmm. he... He says sorry about it. Yeah, 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 he tries to, like, wave yeah. it off, but mm-hmm. the guy's going for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, fight him, yeah. That's fairly justified. Um, I th- I've got to admit, I thought I did for a split second. I thought there's all these folk round about, and they might jump in, but like, like, and then I lost that, and then I was thinking that guy's fucking big. He's going to squash you, right. little man. What are you doing? What are you doing? Well, you, you know I what I mean? Think that. 
Especially yeah. when they started biting back. Because at first he was right. like, forget about it, forget about it. You okay. know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. and you're like, aye, right, that's fine. Aye. <laughs> but um, yeah, I know what you mean. But it's interesting because what count the, the music is. Mm. Okay, I love that song, the Daniel Johnston song, Casper yeah. the Friendly Ghost, which is an, like quite an incredible counterpoint to the violence. Mm-hmm. So I, in, in a way, it, like it definitely lessens it because it makes that kind of a fun scene. I find it yeah, it is. It's weird, isn't um, it? I mean, I think Clark's just trying to say the violence. This is what living in the city mm. is violent, uh, and the fact that everyone joins in is just kind of showing the kind of uh, community. Of the well, kids. That, 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 that's uh, the thing that I felt when uh, they, when they got there to yeah. the, the park. I mean, if I could spend like 10 minutes saying hello to them, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever said it's hello to as many individual people in my life I've right. Um And it does make you feel like this is the, this is their community. You know, and other than the the violence, it does it does feel like a, a nice community, you know what I mean? They're, they're not infighting, mm. really, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. They, they all seem to, you know, enjoy each other's company and mm. if they weren't, you know, if, if it wasn't for that violence and maybe like some of the questionable uh, sexual exploits you know mm. you'd be like that's fair enough yeah. like the skateboard's across the, pa- the face it's yes. probably a bit too far yes. but <laughs> mind uh, you gets it at the back of the head first yeah like that's when he goes down to start Aye. with but and then the but mm, it's maybe sort of emblematic of what Clark's trying to do with the whole film in sense of um, arcs of morality like it's the kind of ebb and flow it's like these characters aren't good or bad it's like sort of greys mm-hmm. uh, in between because I think that and that's maybe like that contrast of the music with the, what's actually happening visually mm-hmm. um, I, I, I also mean I, to interrupt, I also feel it's maybe like there's a definite um, attitude at that age that and, and that seems to be played throughout that there's no repercussions to your actions right. there's, mm. no, there's no comeback you know the whole thing about the, the STDs and mm. And the violence, it's, it's mm. like a whole kind of like, everything's all right, it'll be mm. all right, don't be silly, it'll be fine. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, almost kind of flam, yeah, flam, I was going to say flamboyant, but that's not what I mean. Right. Uh, what's the word? Uh, flippancy, you know, about okay. life right, almost. Right. Um, I mean, they've just basically beat this guy right. up, like with weapons, effectively, okay. and oh, he'll be fine. Right. You know, he's, you know he, was, he was crawling, he'll be okay. fine. He, he, was, he was shaking about. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, he'll be fine. So right. I feel that's that's a big thing as mm. well about this whole kind of invincibility of okay. everyone at that age that you feel. Right, yeah, that's true. <clears throat> it's kind of similar to Gummo as well in the sense that adults don't really exist in this world. Mm-hmm. They're kind of in this like sort of fantasy bubble. Um, yeah, I guess it is a kind of. Urban realistic version of the the kids from Peanuts, uh, the adults from like Charlie Brown. Right. You know they, they wah, 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 you know the way they talk. You don't, right. they, the kids don't hear them. Okay. They, they, you know I've seen it, no. Uh, like no, the I teachers like they, they talk and the kids can't really understand. It's just come. It's, that's all. I just wah, 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 okay. wah, 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 like that and that's all you hear. Right. So it's kind of like they're like, as you say they're outside the kind of the vibrancy of youth. Mm. So they don't really okay. yeah, exist. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but another scenes they're shown to be really uh, good guys, like particularly the subway scene, that whole section. Yeah, uh-huh. um, in the sense that you go down there, and then you've got that guy with the accordion. Uh-huh. Love that scene. Just uh, that. Yeah. That's like a total Korean like type uh-huh. character. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. And just oh man, 
that, that shit kills me. Like that's just, that's what I want to see in uh-huh. films. Like just these crazy like weird characters, but it has a beauty to it. Uh-huh. If you get the guy singing and playing the accordion, and this is like little kid, or, like a weird yeah, like mullet yeah. haircut, just like doing this mad dance. <laughs> oh man! And then they're just standing there. It's like, hey, this guy's really good. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah. It's like I'm not like teenagers who are just gonna like rip, rip the guy, yeah, you, yeah. as you might expect. Um, mm-hmm. And then on the train, you've got the guy. Yes. Oh, likes, that yeah. guy! That was yeah. brilliant. I love that guy. Yeah. I have no legs. Yeah. <laughs> What's the song? What's the like? Yeah, that's it. I, I have, have no legs. legs. I, I have, have no legs. legs. <laughs> 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 I couldn't even, oh, first couple of times I was thinking, right. I was reading his T-shirt and it says "Kiss Me in Polish," yeah. and like I, it was coming in, and I was like, "Is he really singing that? That's fucking right. amazing." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, yeah. That brought me up. I thought Aye. that was good. And then Casper gives him money. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I know what you mean. It's so that's given them there. Mm-hmm. They're good guys in a lot of ways. Um, uh, but I, I was saying how they're kind of in the sort of fantasy bubble. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the end scene um, is Clark's statement on that, in the sense that yeah. the party, um, crazy shit happens. Last scene, Casper mm-hmm. direct to the camera. Oh, what is it? Like, what the fuck happened last night? Or this is oh fuck I can't remember he's like oh man what happened or something yeah yeah then it cuts to this like scenes in New York like early in the morning mm-hmm. and it's sort of like contrasting that um, weird bubble that I've just been in with the what's actually happening outside Do not cut, it cuts from him having sex with her to, is that to before the, to that the, to the New York scenes oh, okay, then right, it, right, it just right. cuts back to Casper in the morning right, right, right. and then yeah ends um, yeah I love that because sort of saying like here's what's actually happening in the real world yeah but at the same time it's kind of if the first guy you see is like some kind of drug addict just like all over on the street it's uh, also yeah yeah exactly yeah. so it's like mm, this is what these guys could turn out like Aye, that that was i yeah. like that that was very yeah, yeah. poignant i thought um because um, really especially the first guy that was kind of falling asleep in the street mm, like sitting down mm. there's another guy that was going mental offense right yeah. <laughs> um, but that really did like i was thinking that's because it also, I noticed it felt like all the colour drained out of the film at that right. point as well. Yeah. That it became very stark. Mm. Whereas, like, for the rest of the film, it felt as if like, the characters, as well as the sounds, felt very colourful and, like, uh, vibrant. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the whole thing of youth, you know. Mm-hmm. But then these were them maybe 10 years later. Maybe mm-hmm. these characters, you know, like, yeah, yeah. fucked up messes, you know, um, potentially. Yeah, and then that Sebado song that comes in at the end. Mm-hmm. Which is another fucking amazing song. Yep. But it's the first line, spoiled children soon to fall. Mm-hmm. Um, like, sorry for the lives we live, stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, I think that's Clark making a clear moral statement on, like, yeah, he's shown teenagers as they really are, but he's not, he's he's just kind of saying this is what it is. He's not celebrating it. Yes. Uh-huh. He's, um, well, is he? He's celebrating the sort of, the tragedy of it in a way. Um, but he's not saying it's great to go out and like fuck virgins and spread disease. I don't. That's yeah. not what he's saying. <laughs> spread disease, but right. no, um, um, no, you're right. Um, he's not. Yeah, he's not. He's, he's just. But, um, I think it's. It feels more. He's just saying this is what happens. This is it. Yeah. And mm. unfortunately, this is where these people could end up. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's going to go one of mm, two ways, really. They end up fucked up or they're going to mm. go to the middle, probably. Yeah, yeah I mean, Casper has just did a, a heinous deed, possibly uh, exposing himself to HIV. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then he wakes kind of comes, kind of sobers up, wakes up. Well, that's what I was going to say. Mm. Like that's that's the only point in the film where Casper's sober. Right. Yeah, he drinks. Yeah, drink li- literally, day. literally when when Teddy comes down and gets him outside in the morning, yeah. he's drinking like a forty. Is that beer? Is or I don't know what it um, is, but yeah. Like and he pretty much drinks that then he's, he gets high and then yeah, you know, yeah. mm. he, he does that the balloon thing what's that is that like um, I read what that was can't remember it looked like it was almost like a kind of deprivation auction take things right. his lips went blue and stuff right <laughs> I really don't know what it was but um, yeah so it is really much like that's him waking up for the, mm. like he, he's just been mm. I mean, some of the the moments when he's in the bathtub near the end, like in the the party or genius, you know mm. what I mean? Like he's trying to give the guy the guy like this passed out, you've been sick, right? He's hitting him with the beers, like here, hit this kind of thing. Right. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And Casper, the dopest ghost. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that kind of, if anyone has any questions about Clark's uh, intention, I think that redeems him uh, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it might have been better if he was younger when he made this. <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, right. I, I was quite disappointed in Jenny a wee bit. Oh, yeah? I want, you know, like, when she didn't, like, stop Sally, eh, Telly, sorry. I thought that was what we were leading up to, was her going in, you know, well, busting in, stopping um, busting. Yeah. That's what I wanted to happen. You wanted the big dramatic scene. I, I didn't uh, necessarily want the big, dra- I don't know, I, I wanted that to kind of fucking, let's say, here. I don't know what... I just wanted that. I just thought I just felt sorry for the wee lassie. That was all. Mm. You know, um, that was all. Yeah. I wanted to take and punch him and say, "Stop, stop doing that, spreading things." Because mm. it's like he's at the begin, all at the beginning. You know, like talking about like virgins, no, no right. diseases and stuff like that. And it's like he's out there fucking polluting the world. Right, that's true. Um, but um, uh, that was sort of. I think Kareen said he based that on something they actually heard. Right. Or like, it was a character who was doing that. Right. It's it stated that it's not a hundred percent. But do you think? Do you think Jenny had HIV, or do you, does it matter? Um, it doesn't really matter. But right, I think she did. Yeah. Um. Well, what we're saying there about the the fantasy mm-hmm. bubble, I think that's maybe that's true for the guys, maybe, but not so for the girls. To contradict, because uh, I think. One scene I was wanting to talk about, um, the girls, maybe they understand the reality of things. Because there's one scene when she gets a taxi uh-huh. and and then the guy's the taxi driver, uh, who is supposedly a rabbi dentist. In real life. He did look like a rabbi dentist. <laughs> uh, the guy's talking about, oh, what's wrong? Like, break up your boyfriend. <laughs> and he's giving her all these, like... Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just smile and everything. Well, no, all right, the weather's all right. Yeah, <laughs> which is interesting because, in that sense, it's the adult who is naive because mm-hmm. he can't really conceive what, what of, problem might be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's obviously maybe from a generation that uh, wasn't an issue mm-hmm. um, to the extent it was in the nineties. Um, so that's uh, they are with the girls. They are um, the realists. Mm-hmm. And it's the the adult world, uh, who's getting out of touch mm-hmm. with them as well, like in direct contrast to the guys, maybe. I mean that goes like into the literal translation when um, so that can literally literally be seen when when Telly's having like sex with the girls, right? Especially the, in both the the, the sex scenes because they're obviously played they mirror quite each other quite 
well, mm. you know, with the setup and how he's telling them and stuff like that. It's quite, I thought that was quite well done. But when he's having sex with the first girl, like, the music's going and it's quite loud at the right. beginning. And like, you can hear her just in the background saying, Telly, it hurts. Yeah. Right? But it's like, he's like, obviously, right, he's, like, he's a guy, so he's fucking away with it, right? But like, it's almost like that, that, like, slur of Vaseline across the realism. The reality of it for him, right? You know what I mean. Mm. He just doesn't hear it. Okay. Almost, you know what I mean. And it's right. the same at the end with Darcy when he's when he's like, having sex with her. It's like he's just like you were fine, you were fine, right? right? You know what I mean. It's just like he doesn't even he can't even conceive of it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. He's just out outside that world, mm-hmm. um, in the throes of ecstasy or whatever. But like, right. it seems like you know, just what you're saying. It's like the guys that seem to be outside the real mm. realism, the realm mm-hmm. of reality. Mm. And again, goes to the conversations that they were having earlier on as well. Right. You know, did you think it was a wee bit kind of? I felt it was a bit weird when uh, Telly t- rocks up to Darcy's house and, and like speaking to she's shouting Darcy at the window, right. and then like, her brother rocks up right. and um, he's like, "All right, how's it going? All right, right. Aye, no bad." And he's hey. like, "Is your sister there? Right. Like, why is he like anything? Everything my gut was saying like he's gonna go. He didn't my sister. Right. Well, but like he just like yeah. I'll get it for you." <laughs> You know, you know what I mean? It seemed very like, I don't know. Uh, surely everyone seems to know what kind of guy he is. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, I don't know. They don't really give you the backstory of yeah, I how guess they so. know each other and I stuff. Guess so. But, um, but it feels like that, that would be the kind of prime situation would be like, stay away from right. my sister. Well, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> um, but I don't know. <laughs> Although that guy looks like even younger than they are. You think? It looks like that, yeah. I thought he was. Maybe it's I thought the he looked the same age as Telly. Could be. What age yeah. is he meant to be? Telly? Yeah. Uh, is he like 15? 15, 16, I don't no, know. No, that's what I thought. Yeah. Hmm. So, did you think when, when Jenny head up, like ran off to find him, our mm. intention was to tell him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like. Even like right up to when she walked into the door, do you think, like, or, you know, that was the intention was like to. Have the big dramatic encounter, like, uh, uh, fight or not fight, but like, don't fuck that girl, right? <laughs> um, well, yeah, but that was before she took the oh, dinner yeah. or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that kind of fucked her up. And, um, but I mean, that's gives that gives us a film that's like dramatic sort yeah. of thrust, mm-hmm. but then if sometimes if you once you actually think it actually happens, you're expecting it's about yeah. Predictable. Yes, oh, definitely. <laughs> so uh, I like the fact that she's... No, no, I, uh, uh, I, I think... I like the kind of uh, the tragedy of it. Aye. Uh, I, I just felt bad for the... This one, you know what I mean? Right. But that that's... I, you know, that's why it worked. Mm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it was... That's why it worked, you know, if it... Yeah, yeah. wouldn't have been as powerful if it hadn't... If mm. it had done it, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, That scene where she finds out as well. Mm-hmm. It's a real amazing... Cause it's just so simple. It's just a shot of your face and it's mm-hmm. like a slow zoom yeah. uh, but I, a lot of the camera work is just like really simple mm-hmm. which I think um, sometimes simple thing simplest way is the best definitely um, best party scene you've ever seen most realistic or um, what other good party scenes are there in movies nah n- none that probably are realistic right. especially <laughs> set in America Right, uh, um, it's Kevin Bridges often says oh, right, Chad Hogan, yeah. you know, <laughs> and he's got abandoned the call and right. stuff like that. No, it, it, it was a. Uh, I, I did feel like that 
it started off quite energetic, obviously, and then everyone just got high. Right, and then, yeah. And then the, the younger kids were saying like, the party was dope, you know, right. and then they were like, burnt out quickly, though, you know, kind of, it was like, it was yeah. over and done with. But I, yeah. You get, I got after one guy puking in the toilet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> staple. Staple. <laughs> party staple. So I, no, it was good. Uh, but all of it felt, as I say, very realistic, you know what I mean? Mm hmm. Um, and it did have that kind of sheen of kind of vibrancy to it, you know, yeah, yeah. and kind of fun, fun, you know, and the, you know, people, they were the characters were enjoying themselves, and for the most part, it wasn't at the expense of other people. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, there were flourishes of that, but um, yeah, good times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was a rather. Like I, I guess it's just I don't know I, not being from the, that culture, there was a, a a lot of use of the n word. Right, I you know I found that quite weird. Mm. I don't know, like I can imagine for some reason I can imagine like white guys, you know, getting all kind of like urban. Right. Um, like talking to each other like that, right? But mm. when for some reason when there was all the black guys there. I right. feel like that's a bit inappropriate, isn't it? Okay. I don't know. I think they would punch them a wee bit. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's just the way they talk. But like, I, guess, I wouldn't yeah. like to count how many times. Could be the most times in a film ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm never that comfortable with, with a white guy saying it. Like, yeah. But I, I guess we are totally removed from like yeah, American life, so I mean, we don't really know. But in a way, that. it's almost... It's, it's what I always think. Like, it, you know, things... The way it should be, you know, it's, it's there's total acceptance. They're not like, yeah, there's um, no discrimination on either side aye. for you. Like, all right, the words may be a negative connotations, but if they aren't finding it offensive, mm. then then who are yeah. we to say? Um, well, it's like, I mean, black culture's totally like appropriated the words, mm. so that's fine if they want to use the words yeah. and like to change its meaning. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, sometimes it's weird, like Tarantino uses a lot of like pulp fiction. Yeah, his character um, Jimmy. Right, that's, aye, a, that's a wee aye. bit. Mm. I guess I get when you get the fucking what is it? Dead nigger storage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess you get Samuel L. Jackson in the film, like right. really, like if he's saying it's all right, <laughs> you're gonna yeah, be yeah. killing you. Mm. <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean. It, um, it does. It's um, but maybe that's just a a part of the culture that we're not privy to. It's I just, guess so. Um, yeah. As I say, I'm very on the side of like guns don't kill people rappers do you know what right. I mean <laughs> no like if 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 people aren't offended by words then that's mm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. uh, what was I going to say like there's a, th- a, th- a there's a not a saying but there's a kind of like, words are only offensive if they offend people right okay you know what I mean so like right. if 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 they're in that group and everyone is comfortable with everyone right. using it then, then yeah. I don't have a problem with them using it yeah you know what i mean it's, it's it's when it's used in a negative context i guess right. you know what i mean but again people different people are uh, offended by different things mm. different words um but it did it, I, I do get uncomfortable and it did it wasn't as uncomfortable i thought there was going to be some i was waiting on when they first got there i was waiting on someone saying and then like right something there'd been a fight or something about you know what i mean it just felt like mm. But you get used to it. Right. Yeah, film. it's weird. I was watching it with the <coughs> subtitles on. Uh-huh. And according to the subtitles, it's uh, N-I-G-G-E-R. Aye. 
But okay. sometimes I distinction between uh, N-I-G-G-A, uh-huh, which yeah. is the appropriated version, the, uh-huh. the sort of uh, the benign version of the term, yeah. compared with the older uh, slave, yes. the slavery. Okay. Um, uh-huh. uh, but so I, I'm not sure what one they're actually using. If that's like from the script or... Yeah. But, I would definitely say it was the GGA. Right, was right. What, that was what I was picking up from. Right, but, okay. Um, as I say, it doesn't have any effect. It, it, as a white guy, I have no right to mm. to determine whether it offends or not. Ah. Um, but, as I say, it's, in a way, it's kind of nice that it can go away and not be, mm. you know, it can be used and right. not be offensive um, if people are comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. It's like when... Like gay people talk about and use homo as right. as like in a friendly term mm. or like bitch, right? You know, like it's not something that I would call somebody, mm. but like, but from for fear of offending mm. people, you know what I mean? Uh, but it, it does it has been taken back a little bit, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's like everyone clicks too. Randall's want to take back porch monkey. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm taking it back. <laughs> um, right. So, like as we mentioned before, like there there was about fifty seconds Aye. cut um, in the UK version anyway. Mm. So like, that was you said that was in the rape scene. Yeah, I think. Well, there's a few seconds I think cut from an earlier scene party where one of the younger guys, uh, not like the real young guy, but he's getting kissed in the chest by a girl. Oh so right, cut that. Uh, oh yeah, 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 I've yeah, um, seen that. Then. Was, it, was that not the young guy that was kind of they were quizzing him about whether he was a virgin or not and he was really uncomfortable yeah, yeah. about it and he was like <laughs> kept working was that Any old thing. Yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> um, uh, and then the main cuts are uh, in the rape scene uh, particularly the shots of the young guy young younger boy and see the only thing I had I think that was the most heavy handed Clark maybe gets and I guess he's trying to say um this is affecting kids. Uh, a kid's lying there and this girl I, getting raped. I, I get what you're saying. That you, you, you're you're saying that, that it's affecting kids. What, no, I th- I'm saying that's Clark's intention. Right. Supposedly See, by cutting to that guy. Right. And that, that's something that's... Is that your interpretation of it or is it... Well, that's that, the only thing I can really... The way, I mean, I'm only... Not just to disagree. I'm not disagreeing with you technically, but um, I don't know. Like, I feel, is it is it him saying like, that they're oblivious to it. You know, the, again, the whole kind of no repercussions, like, Possibly. it's almost like, not the norm, but that it's, they're immune to it. They're not even, it's like the guy doesn't even wake up. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I know he's like, wasted or whatever, but mm. is it is it kind of saying that like, this wouldn't shock that kid if he woke up and saw this? Because it, Possibly. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I know you'd probably, may not know that, that was what was happening he would right. maybe just presume they were having sex but he would probably just have turned over I was waiting and waking up and turning right. over and like yeah you know what I mean because he's getting chilled a bit a bit you know I would have mm. something <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know it, it could it could be interpreted either way yeah. is that the way that it comes across to me because he's right there and he's not even flinching to it I guess mm-hmm. if he'd woke up maybe that would have been even clearer but it may have come across as um uncaring mm-hmm. if he'd woke up and seen it and turned away but right. to me it's more like just ap- not apathy like, um, just like total oblivious to what's possibly yeah that's one way to you lift know. it I just because I think he does go to it like goes back and forth mm-hmm. 
maybe a wee bit too much, but uh... that's that's what makes me think it's almost as if he's he's encouraging the viewer to like anticipate and wait waking up, right, mm. and either doing something or mm. not doing anything. Mm. Whereas he's saying it's not even there's no effect, right? Yeah, yeah. because the, this is just the way it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know. As I say, it can be interpreted both ways. That yeah. just it's not something I thought about when I was watching it. But when you're giving your interpretation, I could see, I could see the other way. You right, know right, I mean? yeah, yeah, as much. But um, yeah. So I went on the BBFC website. There's actually no specific information about the cuts, like as the the reasons why. Pwned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just written. <laughs> BBFC was here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess it's just like exposure of yeah. youth to. Uh, uh, I think they did a bit right. Like, it's weird because like, and obviously the the rape scene's quite it's quite graphic, but like there's a lot of kind of fuss made about the near partial and near nudity of of adolescence. Yeah, and pre pre mm. almost pre adolescent mm. adolescence. Can't get that fucking out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we lasses and we right. boys. You know what I mean, <laughs> and the scud. <laughs> Mostly the wee lasses because the wee boys right. was closer to legal age, but. Um, so I would have thought there would have been stuff cut from that to be honest do you know what I mean mm. I although feel... like he's not too lurid really oh no like, definitely nothing... not not yeah. sure but like yeah. it's it's still pretty it's pretty graphic yeah if, if you're involving like supposedly like 13 year old uh, girls you know what I mean mm-hmm. Um, and, and it, you know it's still it's not sec- I didn't feel as if it was sexualising them from a viewer's point of view but sexualising right. them from the character's point yeah. of view right, yeah. which is less creepy because at least he's closer to the age, mm. so but I could, you know it's the BBFC, so you could think, you know, there's Wayne's in the other room, right. <laughs> you know. If, if they're talking about the whole exposure to the the kid, well, the rapes happening, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Well, the Wayne's are taking part in the sex, you know what I mean. Right. You know what I'm saying, Gary. <laughs> but um, so I just I thought I thought when you said this, those cuts, I thought you know. It may have been from those scenes as much. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm reading here like, just some of the trivia, um, if anyone's interested. The the film was given an NC-17 raid in, in the US. Right. Um, apparently this caused some controversy with Miramax Films because um, their parent company is Walt Disney Company. Right. Because um, Disney forbids the release of films rated NC-17. Hmm. Um, and like, Mar- Miramax heads Bob, Bob and Harvey Weinstein came up with a simple solution apparently. Uh, they made a one-off independent distribution company called Shining Excalibur oh, Pictures, right. um, which handled the film's distribution. And the film was re- later released in the US without a rating. But um, apparently it was similar to what happened with the release of Fahrenheit 9-11. Right. Um, but that's quite weird. Like, didn't realise Disney had a, like a blanket. Right. Mm. Especially when it was coming through. I know, you know, Miramax, they don't right. plaster the, yeah. the Disney yeah. up front. It's, you know, it's Miramax, so... Maybe just it. about the the old dollar, because uh, NC seventeen is like uh, oh yeah, yeah cinematic death. <laughs> in terms I guess of, so. Uh, yeah, but, it still seems weird though that they, they were able to, you know, make this a uh, independent distribution company. Then mm, you know, right. supersede them. Right. And it was Miramax that was mm. that, you know owned it, or whatever. Mm. So that seems like they're losing even more money. Mm. I, I don't know. You know, the, 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 it just seems weird. It seems like almost they've got a kind of like. PG or nothing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the scene where the, the 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 kids beat up the hoodlum, 
it says here. Okay. <laughs> um, the part was actually inspired by something Harmony Corrine had seen. Like, All right. And it was actually like, 20 yards away from where the actual scene All was right. shot. Mm. Um, oh, what, I forgot to say about that scene um, I, was, I meant to say earlier. Um, how later again, it's the female character who's uh, bringing a moral perspective. The Spanish girl is in the park. She's like, yeah. She's like that Casper. That guy's a dick. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of nearly killed some guy. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So they're the guys are kind of more. They're not quite sure how to react to it. They're kind of upset about it, as you said. But yeah, that, yeah, they kind of write. They kind of just laugh it off. Aye. But uh-huh. it's the female characters who uh, have a, a sense of uh, responsibility. Definitely. So like, uh, also Corinne makes a cameo appearance. Eh? It does. Yeah. Yeah. It is a uh, what's his name. Uh, oh yeah, what's that guy's name? Uh, AJ or something? Something. No, I think it's something, something better than that. <laughs> Fidget. Fidget, alright. Apparently he's got some mega glasses on, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I was thinking like, oh my god, like look how young he is. Mm. I, was thinking, I think that is like Harmony Green. Um, but like, he was like 18 or something like, right, when, okay. when, when he wrote it, when he yeah, wrote yeah. Uh, the film. So yeah, he was pretty young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He gives Jenny the, the old. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Is she a downer? Um, yeah, that's quite an interesting scene. The club scene, because mm-hmm. I think that's meant to be like a, a like non-alcoholic, like underage club or something. Right, like excess. But it's just like, yeah, but it's like pure <coughs> craziness. Yeah, like, like... what was the whole thing with the, the, the foursome in the fucking toilet? Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Like, uh, the, the chicks look, you'd have to watch. Yeah, <laughs> that was like right. Well, okay, take it fucking him then. Don't date in the toilets. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, but I know. Again, that seemed like kind of hy- hyper real, but like I guess you've never seen anything. Like none of the clubs I ever went to right. had that happening. Nah. People just queuing up to see it and stuff. But I'd love to see a Blu-ray release mm-hmm. of this film. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's Is it never thirty-five. Or... I think so. I meant to check that actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm checking here. Aye. Um. Yeah, because I think the UK one's definitely a print. Right. Maybe in the US as well. I'm not sure. But it's never every DVD is just a film. Yeah, it's I've never had a that. decent selection of extras at all. Um, and I think even I think I checked this. There's only one version of the DVD that's anamorphic. Right. Every other one is like older, non-anamorphic mm-hmm. transfers. Just shit. So I love to see some like Criterion. Um, but that's yeah, it. it seems like the yeah. kind of film. I don't do know. It. I don't think. I think Miramax is probably yeah, their I own guess thing. So. I um, guess so. Um, yeah, it was um, shot in thirty-five. So right, it was, aye. Uh, mm-hmm. mm. Yes, it could really. Yeah, it could deserves do with it, do with the some mm-hmm. um, some love. Yeah, definitely. definitely. It's nice, nice to see some nice features on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, a commentary or something. Mm. Um, cool. Yeah, well, I wanted to see this for a while since we saw it, so right. it definitely lived up to the expectation. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to checking out some more Green's writing. Aye. Films, I was gonna say more Green's films, but you know, this is Clark's film, so but right. um, looking forward to see more uh, either auteurs mm-hmm. stuff, yeah, outstanding piece of work. Um, probably the greatest depiction of teenage life, I think, ever, yeah, come into film. Um, scarily realistic, mm. um, in a lot of ways, no, sc- shockingly realistic, right. I yeah. guess, like to most people. Um, I think it's mm-hmm. parents' worst nightmare. Right, you know, <laughs> of what their kids are getting up to, um, but probably is what they're getting up to. Um, good shout, Gary. Good shout. Mm-hmm. 
So that does us for a uh, kids this episode. Um, shall we move on, Gary? Okay. Yep. I think it's right about time for random shit. Welcome to Random Shit, the part of the podcast where we discuss pretty much any old random any old thing business. Um, although we end up just usually structuring it quite a bit, don't we, for a random part of the podcast? You know, <laughs> yeah, it's go, a pretty uh, yeah. defined structure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of. Uh, we do try and random up a wee bit, don't we? Sometimes. Anyway, something throw an odd curveball in there. Sure. Yes. Uh, what would you say, at Simon's thought of the week fortnight? <laughs> Right, so anyway. <laughs> See, it's, it's random, it's all right. crazy and all over the place. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, so, anyway, welcome. That was just for any newcomers picking this up. I'll try and remember to detail it every other week or something like that, just so people know what this section is in case they just think, what the fuck? And they don't maybe understand what the jingle is about, Gary. So, um, little housekeeping part of thing. Um, if you want it, drop us an email about uh, anything at all good, bad, indifferent drop us a line at cinema underscore subculture at hotmail.com also give us a wee like on Facebook it's facebook.com forward slash cinema subculture we've also got a blog uh, which is scary cinema subculture at blogspot.com dot blogspot.com is it not Get it to cut about it. Right. I mean the blog. Right. <laughs> Get it post link. Right. <laughs> um so yeah, it is up. Um so it'd be nice to hear from anyone, you know. Hopefully we'll maybe have some competitions, Gary, in the future. I've been looking into that for a while now. Yep. Yep. It's going it's coming, people. <laughs> and and let's just say that our our listener base isn't huge, Gary. Is it? I mean, yeah, you know, it's not, no. not unfair to say that currently the listener base is not huge. No. Um it's big enough for us. We're happy oh, yeah. with it, sure. Um, but my point is, point in saying that, Gary, is that entering a competition, your odds are pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So people remember that for the future because if right. we get our asses off the chair <laughs> and get around to getting competition stuff going, you know, could be you. <laughs> Gary, you know what I mean? <laughs> Don't think they use that slogan anymore, <clears throat> do they? So it's all right to use, isn't it? Lottery, you know. Don't know if they all use right. that anymore. Yeah. Could, it could be you, you know the big finger. Right, Remember that? I do, I. Yeah. Remember sitting in primary seven, and Mrs. Simonton getting us all around the circle talking about the national lottery starting. Oh yeah, and yeah. telling us about it and what we thought about it, and mm. would your mum and dad be doing it? And oh, that. Right. <laughs> you know, it's weird that like, and anyway, that was random. There you go. See, see what I mean? <laughs> you never know what's going to happen, Gary. So we'll dive into what little news we have. It's been a slow week. We've only well, been a week yeah, since since we true. recorded last. Um, so we've not really got any news uh, this week, Gary, have we? Um, end coming out of the pictures. You're gonna go and see. No. Gonna go and see the Hobbit. Nah. Nah. Don't I'm not, I, this is anyone that I've said this to who likes Lord of the Rings mm. has been kind of like, oh my god, you've not, you know, I've never yeah. seen Air Town the King. Right. Okay. <clears throat> so. Uh, fellowship in uh, two mm. towers, but uh, I never saw anything. Right. You seen them all? Yeah, I liked yeah. them. Wasn't mad for it. But, ah, yeah, I liked yeah. them. Yeah, I, I wasn't mad for it, but I was wasn't mad because it's been like what ten years or something. Right. Like that. No, it's not been that, but like, it's been it's almost that. It must mm. be that, eh? It's been about nine years. Right. 
since the Return of the King was out, just okay. over. So, and I still haven't seen it, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the best part for me was just the Hobbits, like, trying to get the ring, destroy the ring. Yeah, yeah. Everything else was just kind of Fluff. incidental. Yeah, mm. I just wanted to get back to that story. Me, it worries me the fact that it's the three films, though, mm. from a book that was smaller than any it? one of the individual... Oh, right, okay. Like, this Lord was like, of the like a children's version? It was, it was a, oh. the first book you wrote, it was the book you wrote, and, you know, right, and then okay. he wrote The Lord of the Rings. Oh, right. But something's got retconned in Lord of the Rings, so from the hobbit if you know what i mean right there was things that get like kind of changed all right. the history almost of it in lord of the rings just a wee bit just to make it work better mm. um but yeah as i say the book i think the hobbit is actually less is shorter than any one of the three books right, right. from the lord of the rings trilogy <laughs> uh, and they've made this into three films <laughs> but the reviews out for the first part um and they said it's Sorry, right. it's it's good. It's 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 just not great. Mm. You know, what I mean, it's not doesn't reach the kind of greatness. Mm. Um, they're saying like a lot of the kind of orcs and stuff that are three uh, CGI this time. Right. Okay. Whereas in like, the original trilogy, it was um, they're all like guys and they were pretty. You know, they're dressed up oh, in like, full yeah, yeah, yeah. armor and stuff like that, and it was quite mm. can be quite scary looking. You know what I mean? Quite uh, visceral looking. Right. Whereas in this, they feel a wee bit kind of like the fight scenes are a bit kind of like half hearted because they're not really fighting anybody. Mm. Um, the guy that reviewed it had seen it in both 3D eh, 3D at 24 frames and then he saw it in 3D at 48 frames. Yeah. He said the 3D didn't add anything to it. It was totally pointless as many fucking... What is the, you know what I mean? There's no point 3D. Sorry, on record. <laughs> um, but he said the 48 frame wasn't as bad as he thought it was going to be, okay. but it still did look like video. Mm. Uh, it still would look... It looked like the, the, the most lavish, well-produced BBC drama ever. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He says he was glad he saw it in 24 frames, which looked fine. So, I don't know. Seems weird. How is that, though? Because, I mean, video is only shot at 25, isn't it? Uh, like video is at 25 frames. Right. Sure, but, like, um, generally when it's progressive or like in HD, uh-huh. it's at 50 frames for the UK. Right. You know, it's 50 hertz. Right, okay. So it kind of doubles up. So right. I think that's probably what he means. All right, okay. I think like most HD is like um for that's for broadcast TV is either recorded in um fifty hertz or sixty hertz for the like as in fifty or sixty for the US. Right, aye. You know what um, I mean? So I think that's what he means, right. probably. I was wanting to ask you this, like, but see how uh TVs though, what's the what how does refresh rate uh, relate to frame rate? If it's like two hundred hertz, I yeah. think my TV is. Yeah. I think that's to do with um, that's more like mo- for motion, right? It's hard, right? It's like it's like kind of like when you're recording on a camera, you get frame rate and then you get shutter speed, okay? Which are related, and right. like you, you know, you set one too high for the other, then they get a, a kind of a rolling effect almost oh, on right, okay. the thing. Um, I think it's like you know how you get that kind of fake progressive thing you can turn on. You get stuff and like, like some like remember my f- first flat screen TV and some TVs I go like I go to people's house and I see it on and it bugs the fuck out of me, <laughs> um, and it's like I can uh as it's called it's like progressive it basically makes interlaced picture progressive right okay um but it gives it an unnatural motion right right it's almost like too fast so I don't know if that's what the two hundred hertz thing can do but okay. I've seen it like applied to like football games right and it makes it takes away like image blur right you know what I mean. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but when you're watching like a Blu-ray or a, like a DVD, mm. it is like 
directly related to like the frames right um obviously because like, 24 hertz is what it goes down to when you're watching something in 24 frames mm. okay right so i think that because re- obviously frames per second is not what we're seeing on the screen because right. it's not frames it's just it's a, it's a refresh how many times the, the screen changes okay. per second you know what I mean? Right, it's twenty-four different images per second, but yeah, it, yeah, but, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like technically, it's not like a frame or a cell. Right. Even digital video, it's not a frame technically, but it's, yeah, it's, right, it's right. just a refresh. Okay. How many times the, the picture changes? Right, right. Um, so I think that's what it is. Okay. Um, I say two hundred hertz. I'm not really sure with TVs when. I think that's a, like an artificial thing that's put on. Aye. I remember when I was like buying that TV, it was like amazing for sport. But then once uh, I went to like Sky HD, like didn't matter. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Aye, mm-hmm, definitely. I mean, sometimes two hundred hertz, like it can help even HD stuff, especially right. um, like because uh, Sky HD is like broadcast broadcast at ten eighty i. That obviously helps. That's interlaced, so that helps get some of that motion blur away right. if you've got two hundred hertz right. TV. Um, so yeah, there you go. Anyway, that's okay. wasted some time, guys. Right. <laughs> so, right, you're watching something in Sky HD. It'll be uh, 50 hertz. Mm-hmm. So, what is there a difference between what happens if you bring it down to 720p? Well, what it does is it um, it sets it to... I think it would... I think what it does is it doubles the frame... Because it's, it's dealing with an interlaced image. Right. It kind of displays both the images at a type okay, the same time right, to make right, it progressive, right. which would, I guess would maybe take it down to twenty five. I don't know. Mm. I don't know how that works. I, th- I, I guess when I, when I put it to my TV, it still comes to as fifty. Right. Aye. Um, but you don't know whether that's TV it's doing that or the it's like a blurry like it's displaying at twenty four. But you know if you don't have your twenty four mm. hertz or twenty four frames per second mode right. put on, it will display it at fifty or sixty. Mm. Um. Mm-hmm. There you go, guy. I don't know. If anyone knows, right? Let us right. know. Um, it is. It's, it's weird because you get into like it's. You definitely get into the the TV post processing the picture, right. which is why I think it is important when you're watching like something like a Blu-ray to to set up your cinema mode if you have it, mm. because that cuts out the post processing that the TV is doing. It just right, displays yeah. the raw um, file, the the raw image. Instead of adding in stuff or you know overcompensating mm. for things, um, so I guess that when you watch that sixty hertz Blu-ray, like if you don't turn on your th- your thing, you, you almost get to lose that, you know the kind of the f- what would you call it? Like it's not a blur, but you know that the, the kind of fluid motion that you get in a twenty-four frame right, picture, okay. that's a kind of filmic look. Mm. I guess you it would be you would lose some of that right, blur, right. um, motion blur. Mm. There you go. Um, aye, so anyway, the the the, 20, the 48 frame thing, apparently it looks a bit mm. ga- gash. But not as gash as they thought it was going to look. Right. <laughs> mm. Maybe it's just the fact that it's shot on digital. Maybe if you did 48 in film. I think that's been done a few times. Like, film's been... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe the Oklahoma. Right. The Rogers and Hammerstein. Right, aye. That was shot on a higher frame rate. Right. Um, but has it ever been uh, shown at the higher frame rate, though? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. It, that could have something to do. It mm. definitely. I mean, but then that's oh, that's it. Double the cost. Aye, definitely. Yeah. Mm, even more, whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, well, I was going to say something. Oh yeah, I was reading a bit. I, I noticed um, there's a post made by uh, 
Eureka about the John Wart release. Mm. Yeah. So there was a, uh, an article by the Digital Fix website. It was just basically cr- uh, cracking on about the, you know the history of the film in home home uh, video. You know right, like yeah. how it was wasn't released here for ages. I didn't realise what you know what kind of like checkered past it had mm. with the uh, try to get released in different versions. Right, like, yeah. They're saying like those three ways to have to have seen it. One was to have had your television tuned to BBC Two on the eighth of April, nineteen seventy-one, um, and caught it in one of its only transmissions terrestrial right. t- uh, TV to date. It's only transmission, um, or you're a subscriber to Film Four in two thousand, near two thousand, <clears throat> before it became you know a free view right, channel, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other way was to import the the Criterion DVD. And it was just talking about the guy, the the founder of Master Cinema, and you know how it was like one of his kind of. Yeah, like Dryer was one of his kind of big things to get, yeah, in, okay. to get into the label. Um, and it details a bit of the kind of master cinema history as well. Mm-hmm. How it started off as a website and stuff before right. it came a label. So that's quite an interesting article if anyone wants to read that. It's um, Restoring Joan, The Making of a Blu-ray, it's called, the article. Um, I say it's quite detailed and talking about like, the history of the films and stuff. Yeah. Really? Um, but yeah, like when you said it was coming out and stuff like that in Blurry, you just kind of, all right, ah, that's great. Mm. You know what I mean? But like, you just, it's the the way that it gets there is really quite interesting. You know what I mean? Do you know why Criterion haven't released it yet? Like, you know how they well, did it in DVD? It could be um, to do with, I think it's Gomment who announced earlier this year they've got a bunch of films they're going to be doing restorations for right, over uh-huh. the next year or two. Uh, I think maybe Criterion maybe waiting for that right. because it was probable that I think they had maybe planned because uh, Criterion sometimes put out these um, videos called the Criterion Closet, right? Where it's people who are at the offices to like do something like do an interview or something. <laughs> they go into this office with like, all the whole collection and they get to pick like five DVD or Blu-rays or whatever. Right. Aye. And one guy was um, Adrian Utley mm-hmm. from Portishead. Uh-huh. And Portishead had a couple of years ago done a new score for the Passion Joan of Arc and played it live. Sure, I read that. Um, so I think that's probably why he was there. Right. But nothing's been said about that since. So I think that's probable that they're waiting to see what this new restoration looks like. Because mm-hmm. um, the Master Cinema one, they did their own exclusive cleanup of it, I think. Um, but I don't know if that bodes well because. A recent release was Children of Paradise, which was released, uh, restored by the government, and it's a piece of shit. Right. It's like totally <laughs> DNR'd, so. Right. Um, and it's kind of got a 2.5 in Blu-ray.com right. for the video, and it's surprising that Criterion agreed to release it. So I don't quite know the, the whole, how it works, if someone's licensing a, an actual transfer yeah. master, mm-hmm. and then it turns out to be not that good. They've already invested something. Yeah, they can't know much. Can yeah, do. so it's kind of the arrow situation, Aye. I guess, mm. with the prints. Yeah. Um, I found it quite interesting as well that we're talking about the article that um, you know, Mass Cinema released uh, Vampire mm. in DVD. Mm. It was apparently in partnership with Criterion. Right. I didn't realise that you know it was it was kind of yeah, quite a few Mass Cinema strip. are that licensed in the Criterion uh, print. Or That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that was quite interesting. I thought um, news to me. Right, <laughs> <laughs> <My cash rate. laughs> um, I think that's it, man. I don't really have anything else. As I say it's been a it's been a slow one week since we've recorded. Yeah. Um, we've only made seven more days, Gary. You know, to prepare. <laughs> Thank God that news. <laughs> it's waiting to happen. I know. 
So shall we move on to pickups? Right. Of which I have none. <laughs> oh, well, I've got I have got some stuff coming in the post um, as usual, but I've been kind of told to fucking curtail it a wee bit because of the Christmas coming up. Yeah, yeah. People are telling me don't fucking buy nothing because <laughs> we met about yet. So I'm holding off just now. I've bought a couple of things in, mm. in lieu of Christmas, uh, but we'll see. No, no here yet. <laughs> Do you want to go ahead, Gary? <laughs> well, speaking of that film, yes, here it is. Cracking. It's nice, isn't it? I saw it in HMV like, the other day that like, I picked up. I was like, holy crap. And the, yeah, guy, the, 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 the oh. HMV worker was like, what's wrong? And I goes, no, I mean, it's all right. Did you get a steelbook version? Aye. Nice. I went to town with this. This is a, a work of art right really, here. Really, Mm-hmm. Is it the same artwork that's on the, the Amory version? Um, you know, it's like, oh, the, I think the it's that picture. There. Right. But, uh, oh, is it right? Yeah. <clears throat> that's nice and as well, I like that the, the cover. That, I mean, it's a nice, it's a sturdy box, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. You know, I said, open it, mate. I don't want to open it. Actually, three discs, Gary. Three discs, aye, is it two DVDs or something. All right, so is the 20 frames and the 24 frames both on the blade? Like so, well? <clears throat> yeah, hmm. Nice. What's the book? Then you get the hundred page booklet. Hundred page, Gary. No, it's not a booklet. What am I talking about? That's a that's a book there. Hundred pages. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> that's right. a book. You're right. <laughs> uh, have you checked out the transfer? I haven't had the chance no. to watch it yet, but um, that's nice. Uh, sure, nice. It's a light. I really like the box. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not even funny, but like there's been like box sets that don't have as nice and sturdy a box yeah, as yeah. that. You know what I mean? Um. Three and nine. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame they couldn't get any like additional extras on it. Yeah, yeah but, I noticed um, that as well. Huh? What was the price on this? Seventeen ninety nine. For the steelbook. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, so I've never seen the film, but I really liked, right. enjoyed Vampire, so mm-hmm. it's something I probably check out at some point, man. Get that back. Let me look at the the Aye. book. There you go. That's uh, what else we got here? What else you got, Gary? Uh, picked up Cinderella. Oh yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, found it for twelve ninety nine. Nice. So I thought. I can. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was on Amazon. So it, and then I thought I really shouldn't be buying anymore. <laughs> then the next day it was back up to fifteen ninety nine, mm. but it was still twelve ninety nine in Play dot com. Nice. So I thought, right, I'll just go for that. <laughs> <laughs> just get it soon you can to get the slip. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, that's it. Don't want to lose that slip. Yeah. <clears throat> that's I'm I need to get Lady and Tramp soon because right. I want to get a slip for that. Um, yeah. Uh, so have you watched the extras in this? Uh, no, I haven't watched. Right. Uh, well, what are the extras on it? Um, backstage Disney stuff. Real Fairy Godmother behind the magic. No, I think no. I've watched that. No, no. Um, you watched the film yet? No. No. See, no. I, I wasn't one I was like a childhood fan of, but right. I watched it this time and really I mm. did quite enjoy it. Yeah, I'm just wondering what the because when I love the um, the kind of historical sure. Disney mm-hmm. stuff they put on these, I don't know how much that's got on it, but mm-hmm. cool, cool. Yeah. So you do another freebie yet for the points? For five fifty, I'm up to. Oh, so I got seven fifty. So I think I can get a single disc edition of Toy Story or something. No, I'm not. All right. I'll wait to get the next one and I'll get something yeah. good. Next uh, two for one Disney sale in March. Right. 
You like have like a line to fucking Walt. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I know when it's coming. Uh, and the last thing for this week mm. is this uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, the, the Warner the Brothers collection. Warner Brothers collection yeah, I pre-ordered this. It was on Hive, fifteen ninety nine or something, mm-hmm. or fifteen something sixty or something. So it sure. was half price. But uh, as soon as this was dispatched, it turned up in Zavi for eleven ninety five. What? What's about gotten? Oh, yeah. I thought about like I could return this and then save three pound. Awesome. Is that you got now a third copy of North and Northwest? Not exactly. No, it's sold. Original one, that one. Sorry. I sold the one same as that. Ah, right, you I've sold got the uh, Digibook coming. Yeah. Uh huh. So we've well, got the daily information. Have you checked any of these out? Uh, no. No. That's meant really good. Strangers on Train. Uh, yeah, we talked about the dilemma not being that great. Mm, yeah, uh-huh. Um, is that the same is it the same print and everything in the extra features as the US one? Strangers on Train. I think it must be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just the artwork looks different, so I just want to... You never be too sure with these, right, you know. Um, that's nice, that's good. Mm-hmm. 11, 11 quid on the Zavi now. Yeah, or 95 or something. Aye. Yeah, that'd be worth having a wee pick up, I think. Maybe look at that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, the only kind of thing to watch with this is, which is a wee bit annoying, the Dylan from Murder. There's one featurette that was on the DVD box set that they haven't ported over. Right. Which was 3D A Brief History. Ah, right, right. That's a bit of a buggery. I'm just going to. Especially when this one's actually in 3D now, you know. Aye, uh, uh-huh. Did you see um, there's, they've released a Charlie Chaplin box set in UK, Blu ray? Uh, is it from Park Circus? Yeah, it's got Gold Rush, Creative Tender. Right, I didn't know there was a box set, but I knew there yeah, was like four um, or five out. <clears throat> I don't know when it was released, or you know, but I saw it and I was thinking, like, you know, wonder. I know you had them, eh, Criterions. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't sure what the you know features things like that would be like on it. Yeah, the pretty <clears> bare bones. <throat> I think uh, the... Chaplin Collection five five Blu-ray disc set. Right, uh, the kid, great dictator, modern times, gold rush, and the circus. Um. 50 quid mm, yeah I wouldn't bother with them to be mm. honest um, the prints are the same because all the yeah. transfers come from the Chapman estate uh-huh. um, but as far as I'm aware they're pretty there's not much on those UK discs whereas the Criterion ones are loaded the bonus content mm. and the Gold Rush as well it's like uh, there's the two versions of the Gold Rush uh-huh. there's the silent version Okay. Came out first in 1924, I think. And then Chaplin later uh, re-released it. He cut a new version in the sound era. Right. Because at that time in Hollywood, everyone thought, silent films, nobody's, nobody's going to uh, mm-hmm. see them again. Bye. Um, on the Criterion one, both versions are in HD, whereas I think the UK one, you the, said this the original before. version yeah. is just in standard definition. Oh, really? Right. Oh. Definitely stay clear of that then. No one that. <laughs> No, I'm just looking at the Hitchcock text. I still want to get the North and Northwest Digi. Mm. So I'm weighing up whether, like, I'd, I don't want to have two copies of it, Gary. Mm. So I'm weighing up whether, you know, it's 11 quid, but I guess I could just toss the box and that again. Could do. It's still two Blu rays for 11 quid. Still alright, isn't it? Three, but. Yeah, but, I mean, like, if I do. Sell that. Um, Not sure you get up for a fiver, are you? Or make less. That's true. That's what I'm doing, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so is that all pickups? That's it, aye. So, 
we come to the end of this glorious episode, Gary, and we've barely mentioned Christmas once. <laughs> but what what would that make next episode, Gary? What do you think? What what's what's in the cards? Um, is that the, be some kind of the, uh, oh, festive special? Well, festive. Well, I guess is it is it a bit uh, what's the word restrictive to call it a Christmas special? You know, does it uh, exclude some you know religions? Does I uh, may listen to the the podcast? About our Jewish listeners. Yeah. Another, you know, again, you've been like, you know, we only have, well, like, we have Christian and Jewish listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're ha- going to have a bit of a festive, fuck it, Christmas special, um, Gary. Yeah? Okay. Christmas special? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I put forward looking at Rare Exports, a Christmas tale. Uh, so it's a finished film. Directed by Jill Murray Hilanda. Um, yeah, so a bit of an alternative Christmas film, I believe. I've not seen it yet. I've got it on a nice Blu-ray set. I just smacked the talking chair arm again. Um, and I guess we could even have a look at maybe... It's an added bonus in the Blu-ray. You get uh, Santa Claus, Conquers oh, the Martians. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we look at that? I saw that Blu-ray thing was come, but nothing, no details about it yet. Mm. The Blu-ray version of that film, um, yeah. So, and I, I think we're gonna just we're gonna have a look at some, you know, discuss maybe other Christmas films, alternative and mainstream, right? And a special Christmas edition of random shit, random Christmas shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, if there's any Christmas films you think maybe worthy of us either checking out or. You know, you want to chime in with anything, drop us a line. You can maybe mention some shit. Um, yeah, so it should be some fun times. I mean, I'm thinking, I'm I'm perfectly, what's the word, planning on coming up with some Christmassy <laughs> content. Um, you know, it's it's definitely my intention. What about yours, Gary? Are you any intentions of coming up with Christmassy content? Give it a shot. Yeah. I'm going to... Not sure exactly what that would be, but... Um... Uh, well, I think, like, stuff like carol singing. Look at face. Right, aye. Yeah. Bit of that. Um... Carol singing. Um... Throwing snowballs. Okay. A wee bit of bevy. Oh, that's what we're doing. Right. Yeah, I'm imagining right. a eggnog... Or, or the, advocate the mulled wine oh ho, ho. Gary this is happening <laughs> yes yeah seriously I'm not being shit yeah, you. Yeah. I'm going to get a Santa hat okay. somewhere and I want you to get a pair of, and this is your only thing right you, you know what I'm going to ask you a pair of what are you pair of Santa boxers no a oh. pair of uh, <laughs> uh, reindeer antlers you know right. the foam ones okay that's your you have to get, you have to get that right right we do it where do you get them I don't know, it's another. Eb, Eb's your friend. Eb, am I asking for like, a pound or something? Okay, right. <clears throat> I'll get a Santa hat, right? Right. I'm no, I'm, I'm not shitting you, right? If it, I want you, no, okay. like, seriously, like I want this <laughs> right, to do okay. this, right? <laughs> okay. Right. If, see if you don't do this after the Christmas point, I'm not doing any more podcasts, right? <laughs> right? Okay. So right. Like, if people want Gary to get Christmas antlers, hit us up on Facebook, right? If we get one or more like. <laughs> 
<laughs> or comment about the reindeer antlers. Um, it's, it's going to happen. It has right. to happen. It's the law. It's what the listeners want. Mm-hmm. They want to have a visual medium in their non-visual content. They want to know that we are doing insane and looking like stupid idiots. You know? Um... Oh, look, stu- no, no, no stupid. Take that out, Gary. Stretch right. that. No, no stupid. Awesome Christmas edits. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I'll, if you want to wear the Santa hat and I'll wear the antlers, I'm, I'm game. Right. But we have uh, to bring right. those both those items. Okay. And we'll have some baby. Right. Yeah. Have we laugh? Have some good times. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it sounds better than it's going to be, but <laughs> um, I think that the idea of carols that's that appeals to me. Okay, I got a favourite. <clears throat> Um, straight away, little donkey came into my head. All right, aye. Little donkey. No, sorry, no, sorry. That was a wee sneak peek. We sneak peek there. Sorry, I don't even know if we can sing these songs. Are these are they public domain? No, <laughs> it must be. Don't know. Must be. Are they was on the telly and that? Well, no, tell me they paid for that. Um, so yeah, I mean, tune in. I mean, it's going to be a, a hoot. <laughs> it's going to be. It is. It's going to be. It's going to be. Uh, you think it's Christmas, you know what I mean? I want some, I want like constant, no, not constant, guys, because that could get a bit annoying. But at the beginning, I want some kind of bells, right. kind of bell type thing, you know what I mean? And uh, at the end, a uh, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. Where okay, Kenny's coming. <laughs> so, join us next time on Cinema Subculture. Thanks for listening, and You big stream. there.